0: Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Tonight, the Padres begin a three-game set against the Dodgers. And if you're looking for some advice on how the Padres could win this series, don't ask our host, Mike Janella.
1: Well, uh, don't ask me
0: for advice because I am the worst to give it. If you are looking for that kind of advice, come to our other host, Bob
2: Scanlon, who will do anything for the Padres Social Hour team. I'm here for the team. I'm going to do whatever I can for the team. What's the best thing I can do for the team? Make sure that I'm ready to perform on a daily basis.
0: rounding out the crew we've got mike grace who continues to use this platform to try and live out his childhood dream of becoming just like michael winslow from police academy
2: yeah
0: (sighs) now coming to you from the amr studio inside the western metal supply company building it's padre social hour with your hosts mike janella bob scanlon and mike grace
1: yeah, I don't know what it is, guys. Maybe it's Friday. Maybe the nice weather. Maybe it's just the two of you being here. I'm feeling good today.
3: Nice. How can you not
1: feel some good? Good show coming up, I think. Oh, so yeah. maybe, maybe you get
3: some exercise. You got the uh, endorphins running, maybe. Maybe
1: a little bit. Okay. Uh, maybe. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But nah, you, uh, you guys do, do it. little inside
2: joke between the two no. of you? will oh. you, be brought oh, okay. into the circle. All right. Don't all right, worry all right. About I'm ready. It. I'm ready. How are you guys doing? I'm doing fabulous. Are you kidding? Padres Dodgers ready to, ready to roll, man. I got Mike next to me. And Mike next to me. It's a Mike and Mike scan sandwich. I know. It's just another scan like sandwich. It. Yep.
1: Seven uh, ten is the first pitch tonight. As the Padres are at LA, had the day off yesterday after a rough end to the series up in San Francisco, but now a chance to get some revenge on what the Dodgers did here at Petco Park at the beginning of the season. It's uh, Cesar Vargas versus Alex Wood tonight, and we'll break down the game and get you all ready for that. But uh, I wanted to start with something that's very, very important. Today's International Dance Day. Hmm. And I figure what better way to celebrate than bringing back some blooper dance footage that we've had and gone to in our darkest moments. And now to put us in a good mood as we watch him get down. There we go. That's what I like to say. Oh, man. That
2: is awesome.
1: So happy International Dance Day, everybody. Best Best best
2: day of the year. I'm in the mood now.
1: You know, people say dance like no one's watching. Dance like blooper. That's my new motto. (laughs) When you're really getting into it, just go for it. Um, no, we got a good show today. It's an exciting show. We've got uh, some off-day activities from the Padres yesterday we're going to be scrolling through. Uh, Michelle Margot from Padres POV is in the house. I see her. She'll be joining us a little bit later on. Uh, we will be uh, previewing that uh, game tonight. But I also got to say, it's, it's hard to follow up from yesterday. We had Dave Winfield and Trevor Hoffman in those two seats you're in right now. No offense, guys, but you have some shoes to fill today. We good can't, luck. We can't good fill luck those shoes. He it's okay. in the
3: major leagues. Trevor pitched in the major leagues. I've met Dave Winfield, so yeah, it's pretty pretty equal. Is I that, say. Is it's that a, it's it's where, where we need park. to be?
1: Yeah, yeah it gets in the ballpark. Couple Hall not of even Famers. Uh, so what, what great
2: choices for that, also oh, isn't it? so good. Yeah, yeah those, those guys are the spokespeople. Yeah. Which yeah. people,
1: by the way, I saw on social media afterward yesterday. Oh, real original choices. Who else are you gonna pick? That's yeah. as good as it gets. Why, like, why, do, you, why, why do you have to do something
2: that? original? Why not get the best? And those are right. two of the best we've ever put on the uniform. Yeah. Why? Why? I, yeah. I I don't understand why people no were problem. upset about that.
1: Like you got the. Uh,
2: I mean, because people have to Twitter. That's how it works. The internet. Speaking of the internet,
1: join the conversation. Be a part of our show today using hashtag PadresSH. Maybe complained about how we got couldn't get better co-hosts for me today no love these guys hashtag Padres SH also (laughs) Padres.com slash social hour for the live chat all right so the guys had the day off yesterday and we had discussed before the day off when you were on last Bob what would you do if you had all that free time in LA some guys deciding maybe to come back to San Diego for the day and the night some deciding to stay in LA well thanks to the joy of social media We had a lot of the guys tweeting and Instagramming their days off, so we got to see what some of them were up to. And now we're going to take a look through what I did on my one-day vacation. Uh, Brad Hand taking his daughter on her first Disney adventure. Oh, wow. Her first ride. It's a small world. That's great. Which fits because she's a small human. She's like <laughs> a few months old, I think. So uh, he was good. Jabari Blash went to uh, Creative Recreation, which I looked up. as a hip sneaker store in L.A. And uh, he swung by, got laced up. So he's looking good with his new kicks And then uh, Freddie, that's Travis Jankowski, he went out to Universal Studios and toured some actual movie sets. So he saw War of the Worlds, he saw Whoville, uh, and along with him, I think they went together, was Will Myers. And he said that he got to see the set from Jaws at Universal, hashtag bucket list. So that was pretty cool, the two of them getting to see that. And then my favorite check-in from the day off was Alexei Ramirez. No caption, doesn't say anything on his Instagram post. (laughs) It's just a selfie of him in one of his Alexei shirts in the hotel with his light (laughs) above his head like the angel that he is, but nothing. Just This is me. That's it.
2: Does anything more need to be said with that picture? that was it. That says it all. I'm glad somebody did the Universal Studios thing. Yeah, so who had the most fun
1: off day, you think, from that little look?
2: Well, I think each guy sort of did what – where his life is at. you got the family man going to Disneyland, yep. right? you got yep, the single yep. guy going to the shoe place to try to get some cool kicks so that he can be a family man at one day, right? Yep. So, I mean, everybody kind of did their thing. you got some guys uh, going to Universal Studios and, and checking off the bucket list, so good day by- was had by Yeah, all, I, I
3: love Universal Studios, just yeah. being a movie buff, and uh, I haven't been since I was a kid, so I'd love to get back there one of these days, but yeah, just to see, like, the Jaws set, and spoiler alert, he pops out of the water and scares you, but it's it's pretty awesome. Whoa, you know, whoa. It, you know, it still gives <laughs> know, me the right? creeps, too, the
2: one, the uh, the crash airplane that they have out there yeah i mean you're watching the movies with the crashed airplanes they have one out there you still get the chills don't you even though you know it's a set
3: split the red sea yeah like with moses Moses it's unbelievable
2: don't miss it
1: i I haven't done any of this yet i'm new obviously to the area busy working when you get when you get a day off yeah Yeah, when will that be (laughs) um mike you take over Let Mike go ahead and do some fun things. I would do that for you, Mike. Anything for you. Much appreciated. Um, All right. The the big story, though, and by the way, that was Will Myers' first Instagram post in 49 weeks, almost (laughs) a year. So he must have really liked it to be – to think that was that important. I want to know who
2: helped him out with it, because obviously he didn't do that, right?
1: He got peer pressure. Yeah, yeah, somebody pushed well, him. Well, if Travis was there with him, maybe he was like, hey, man, you got to step your game up. You're a potential all-star this year. That's a That's good That social teammate. media profile. That's a good teammate. has right? got there to, you get, go. uh, got to get improved. each other up. Yeah, very much so. Um, all right, so tonight it's uh, the Dodgers, and uh, they will be uh, sending Alex Wood to the mound. Uh, we'll get into a game preview and everything later, but uh, the quick thoughts on the, the team mentality after the day off. What do you think is the the go-to mindset, because this is a team that really handed it to the Padres, gave them, you know, ate their lunch year opening series, and now it moves up the coast. Hey,
2: my first thought is, thank God we don't have to face Kershaw and Kazmir and Maeda one two three. 2 3 At least they get the bottom of yep. that rotation, yeah. and they feel like, look, we're refreshed. Let's Let's get after it, boys, and they don't have to take face the toughest guys in that rotation.
3: That and the the Dodgers coming off a really rough series themselves, so two teams kind of Swept in the same place. Swept by the Marlins. Exactly. Yeah. With, with, with they've got their own issues and, and things going there. But uh, So, I mean, two teams kind of in the same place. They're at home, so they're a little bit of advantage there. Uh, but like you said, really excited not to be facing Maeda more they than do, anybody else. Yeah, they else, get I Kershaw
1: think. in Game 3, but Maeda's been unbelievable. Maybe get a little momentum. Yeah, yeah, so. Uh, Friar Gal, who is at physical therapy right now, she tweets at us watching the show, so we're hoping that we're making your hour go by quicker, says she's – feeling good because the Padres didn't lose yesterday. That's one way to look at all it. Right. That's, posi- think, right? that's glass half
2: full right exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah, Rose-colored like glasses I like it.
1: from Fire Gal. All right. Uh, we're going to come back. We have all that fun stuff we talked about. But when we do come back, I want to get into the big story that's been sweeping the baseball world today, the D Gordon PED suspension. So we're going to get into that and unpack that as best we can. Let us know your thoughts on that. Again, as we said, using hashtag PadresSH. First, though, Sacre Bleu. The Padres will honor the French community on Monday during French Heritage Night. You guys like that? That
3: was impressive. That Multicultural good, uh, over yeah. there in the, in the
1: I'm number a one man seat. The, I'm a man of the world. Uh, it's May 2nd, Monday, when the Padres face the Rockies at 7:10. A special theme game package includes a game ticket and limited edition French-themed Padres shirt. Tickets available at Padres.com slash theme games. Where's the crepes, man? We're working oh, on it. Give us time. time. You come mean come back like, with more social hour. And pancakes? Right yeah. after this.
0: Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour.
1: Back here in the AMR studio, Padres Social Hour, getting you ready for the 7-10 first pitch between Cesar Vargas and the Padres against Alex Wood and the Dodgers. We'll get to that game uh, later on in just a bit. But first, the big story in baseball today, D. Gordon. 80-game suspension for PED use. It was a testosterone booster and a synthetic anabolic steroid. He was busted Ooh. for. Um, biggest name, I think, that's been that's had that big of a punishment. I think so far, wouldn't you say?
2: Yeah, that was really disappointing for me. And, and, and having. Spent most of my career in the steroid era. I know we're trying to get it out, and most of the guys that we've seen get popped lately are guys trying to get to the big leagues. I get that. But for him, he's been such a great story. Batting champion. Batting champion, getting traded from the Dodgers to the Marlins, and and then doing a great job with with the Marlins. And, you know, a fun guy to watch. He's dynamic on the field. This was really a crusher for me. But I think an exclamation point once again that, look, the rules that are in place aren't stringent enough. And guys are still going to try to beat the system. They're getting caught. But how many guys are still not getting caught? Uh, I think uh, there's still a problem out there.
3: Yeah, obviously there's still a problem. I mean, it's cu- it's going to be curious to see how he's received over his career. He's not a power guy. So I think there's always yeah, that stigma r- with a power guy. this puts to rest, guy.
1: right? Anybody can use it. You don't have to be the
3: big whole Yeah, it's going to help you in fruit. everything you're doing as an athlete. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I know there are instances out there where guys have not known there was something in something. But when it's in like an anabolic steroid or something that crazy, I mean, it's just so That's not so sneaking into believe. your prescription I mean, because, or because the your protein shake. Because the supplement industry is so unregulated. I mean, it's really – it's insane that these guys would take anything that, you know, isn't like – a fortune 500 company that you know exactly what's in it and can prove it and can hold them accountable but i mean they do and i mean you're looking for that advantage i mean it's a long season you know I, I get it but man
2: having been in the padres workout room and seeing what goes on in there in terms of the list of things that you can't use all the supplements that they have offered in that training room have the mlb stamp of approval on them right. saying that you know what we we know it's in here. We approve it. There's plenty of things that are available to guys that MLB has their stamp of approval on. There's no reason for them to go outside that. So this whole thing of you know so I you're didn't saying know you're or something. I had, had of, no idea. That's yeah, yeah, it's a little a bit of, of yeah, it's a
1: little
3: BS. You think pretty much. You yeah. could not know, but you're an idiot for not going. Why well, take legs. that risk? You exactly. have
1: every reason to not not know. Right. Essentially, um, Mike, you we've discussed this off air before. Yeah. You think there are certain guys from our childhood, from the game's history, that you would, without a doubt, say, never use any kind of performance-enhancing drugs. Mm-hmm. Does seeing someone like Dee Gordon, 170-pounder, nicest guy in the game, affect that mindset no. at all?
3: No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I think uh, there's plenty of guys that have used maybe a speed aspect to their game that probably did something to, to help their game. I mean, you know, whatever. You could tell me... I'll never believe that Tony Gwynn did steroids. Never. No matter what. I mean, you know... I'll just never believe it. I'll never believe that Greg Maddox did it. You know, maybe that's naive of me. And you Or know, some
1: hometown bias. Maybe, maybe I mean, some hometown bias. But I'm I mean, not saying like one way or the other. But body type, nah.
3: uh, you know, things that happened to his body, the way the way he played the game. I mean, like I just Kev don't Griffey, see Griffey, another
1: one, Derek Jeter, a couple other names people say. Those guys would never. But this puts a little little seed of doubt in the mind i would have to think like
2: having been in the clubhouse and spent time with guys i was shocked at some of the teammates that i would have said there's no way yeah why this don't guy we ask the guy who was actually yeah, in the big no, it clubhouse? yeah no really there were some guys that that got popped that i was just absolutely stunned you oh, know I and i, and really I felt imagine. like gosh i know this guy i know his family i know how he he handles other people off you know away from the field and everything and so You never know. And so I stopped a long time ago saying there's no way this guy did it because there's always a surprise lurking waiting for you. And, again, I come back to the thing of there's just too much temptation. There's too much on the line. And that the uh, penalties in place just aren't stringent enough. Yeah, so
1: Bob Nightingale of USA Today wrote about this today as every baseball columnist worth his weight and salt did. And his thesis was essentially – Why wouldn't you cheat until you're caught? D. Gordon is still going to get his guaranteed money. Yep. If he did it already to get to where he is, he's made it this far. If he's doing it to sustain it, he's already earned that contract. If the punishments aren't severe enough, why not do it and just risk the small PR hit? But you've already made it at that point. Why not?
2: Exactly. And for me, and I've stated this all along, I I was laughing when they were starting. When they first started this thing, they put in the 10-day suspension, and then, oh, it's going to be a month or whatever. Look, number one guys should sacrifice the remainder of their contract. Number two, it should be a two-year penalty right from the get-go because wow. one year is not enough. I can tell you. Look, I can miss a season, right? Guys miss a season from Tommy John surgery or something all the time, but to miss 2 years. So You're saying
1: 2 seasons, strike 1, 2 strike years. Strike 1, 2 years. Wow. Exactly. I would go with one one season One season doesn't
2: one. it it still doesn't impact me. If really? I know I can come yeah, because they're going to save the spot on the 40-man roster for me, I can come back, I can still play, I'm still going to get paid big bank, right? I'll but take as, a sh- I'll take a chance as for you. As year. an
1: athlete, you know your shelf life is so finite. One year one year is not enough. Really? I'm year. telling you,
2: one year's not enough. We see it all the time. Guys miss a season, they come back, it's not a big deal. You miss 2 years, that's a bigger deal because now you're out of the game you're out of the system they're not going to save your spot and you're not facing that that live competition for 2 years it's tougher to come back and have them come back at minimum wage for 1 wow. year you play at the major league minimum and that also gives the right for the team to still have access to the player if he's valuable great they have him if not they can trade him if they want I want to come back to that but Mike you look like you're chomping at no, the no, bit No no I something. mean
3: I'm just saying that that's such an interesting perspective from the player former player perspective. View because you're obviously looking at this as jobs, you know, some guy that's doing something that you weren't willing to do, cheat, is taking your job. So I totally get that. My I, my perspective from the fan, really for me, 80 games is enough because this affects D Gordon's legacy. Because no matter what happens in his career, does he care? F- hey, do you care though? Does he care? I would think so. Well, I would obviously he doesn't. think so. It,
2: it doesn't. He's already proven that he doesn't because he no, cheated. No, no, no. By definition, but he doesn't care.
3: He doesn't care to that point, but he will never be in the Hall of Fame now. Like. But he's, but if, he's, if you care about being great, it then, obviously, then you care about that.
2: Obviously, he didn't care enough.
1: I, I, he didn't I get care enough. He already
2: made that decision. He told us. He told the fan base, you know what? I don't care enough about getting the Hall of Fame. I don't care that much about my long-term legacy. I care about getting the dollars right now, and that's what he went for.
3: And, and I guess to me, I, I don't have as big a problem with it. I don't know. I mean I, – 80 games, he just crushed his team. Not that they were going to be that great anyways. I mean, he crushed his I team. Think 80, he's going to lose a million and a half bucks. It would yeah. be way more if which he was is, further along in his contract. Which is nothing
1: in the 50 million that he's going to get overall. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm between you guys. I think 80 is not enough. I think two years is maybe too much for a first offense. Um, but I guess we are. I'm looking, I'm looking are. for
2: a deterrent. So, And I know one year is not going to do it. And you, uh, 80 days is not going to do it. You guys up, are still cheating, something else you brought up too
1: that. that a couple people mentioned. If you want to hit him where it hurts, hit him at the money. Once, yeah, you get, once you get, and I think Buster only took this take too today, once you get busted, then the contract is void. But someone else made the argument, I think uh, Jonah Carey on CBS Sports, but then doesn't that ruin everything that a player's union is about and a player's association? And now you're giving owners a chance to just look for any
2: kind of loophole to void contracts? You're setting a bad precedent for your fellow player. I mentioned what I think would be a deterrent to players in no way do i think the players association would ever prove it <laughs> that's a whole different issue yeah. <laughs> but, I, but if i were ownership and i really wanted to put something in place that would be a deterrent to to guys doing it to me that's what you would have to have one year's not enough coming back and making big money is is the incentive and these guys don't have any deterrent at this point i just the players association of course why would they do yeah it? i just never
1: it. see we're going to take away your contract as a realistic penalty that, here. Could, you know. be a, the that only could be way a that
3: could be a bonus actually how's like, that i mean if you're a zero to six guy and you're not making your you know your big money yet, you become a free agent. You can sign anywhere you want for any contract you want if you don't have a contract. So you're essentially immediately a free agent for cheating.
1: Yeah, that's but a benefit. If, if your benefit, contract is voided. Uh, if, and if you're that kind of a good no, player. No, not if
2: you've got a two-year that you've got to stay out of the game no, and no, no. you come back at the major league minimum like I was recommending. No, 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 but
3: like just say, all right, so say he skips a year. D. Gordon is now a free agent. You don't think teams are going to line up to sign him to a $60 million deal when he comes back? I mean, he's going to do a workout, I am guaranteeing he's going to look fast and good.
2: Well, you lose the money. That doesn't mean that the team loses its control over you. You don't lose the service time. So if it's a guy yeah, that's Yeah, so you're
3: saying you co- the team still has your contract,
1: yeah, but at a the 30 year minimum year player, he
2: signed, Yeah, he signed a five-year extension to give up a year of free agency. You don't lose the player. He loses the contract, but the team still has the right to the player. Okay, that's a different situation. You though. know, the other thing is I think it, maybe, maybe somewhere down the road, because you brought up Justin Verlander's tweet, the players yeah, get so to a point where they say, you know what, so we can't show We're sick of we, this. we can't
1: reference his tweet verbatim <laughs> because there is an expletive in there, but he said, this PED blank is killing me. If you test positive, you need to not play. You shouldn't be allowed to affect games while appealing. And that's in reference to D. Gordon getting busted in spring training but only getting suspended last night because his appeal process still went through. That I disagree with Justin on because, I mean, this is America. You have due process. It could have been a false positive. You don't know what could have happened. You have to let the innocent until proven guilty thing play out. So I'm okay with disagreeing with him on that. But going back to the whole solidarity in the players' union, are you okay with other guys throwing their fellow union members essentially under the bus to make themselves stand up as – cleaner, more pristine players themselves.
2: I don't know that it's them trying to put themselves ahead of other guys. I think it's players just saying, look, this is our arena. This is a – I think guys that really understand the game and and appreciate the game and respect it don't want to see that going on. And I think there's some guys that say, look, the only way that we're going to get this thing cleaned up, because it does reflect on everybody in Major League Baseball. As a player, when my teammates were cheating, I got the same boos and hoots and hollers and people throwing money at us in the dugout as the guy next to me that was cheating and I wasn't. So I, I get that some guys want to clean it up, and I think it's getting to a point where they're fed up with having to have to explain their teammates and their fellow uh, you know, union members but you bring up a great question, Mike, in terms of the strength of the union. It's been the strongest Players Association union ever in the history of professional sports.
1: Yeah, and compared to the other it's sports, not even exactly. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not even close. And, hard, no and
2: why has that been? Because they've always they've been connected. There's always been that solidarity. So I look at it, and from if I'm a union chief right now, I don't want to see those types of things, especially with the collective bargaining agreement coming up, because to me that's a potential wedge that the owners could push in there to uh, separate the strength of that, that union.
3: It's interesting, too, a guy like Verlander who who's already gotten his big contract, so he's not worried about getting paid, but a guy who's starting to see his skills slip. I mean, I'm sure he'd love to dip into that PED and, and get his fastball back or get his performance back, but he obviously has some sort of morals because he hasn't gotten caught doing it, and he sees a guy, especially a young guy, and uh, it's probably even worse that it's a hitter and not a pitcher, so it's a guy that he probably has to face, and I could see why he lashes out. And then with social media, these guys have access to get – their thoughts out to us which you know 10 years ago wasn't the case they had to get in front of a reporter and they probably wouldn't do that now they can be there totally unfiltered and they get to say whatever they want so it's just a totally different dynamic
2: no question about it and we we had issues as a member of the players association a member of the executive board we would have meetings to try to make sure that guys didn't go off the reservation too much because there there was that temptation it's like look we've got to have this this
1: it's a union it's right there in the name that's what you guys are we have this
2: Front of solidarity together, and for the most part, it's true. But you got to be able to rein certain guys in, and, uh, and just a little bit can give your opponent that sense of, oh, maybe there's some weakness over there.
1: Uh, Jellyman tweeting in, uh, Hey Scan understands hitting a player in the pocketbook is the only way to stop PED use. Again, not sure that'll ever happen, but I mean, the money is the the big thing here. Uh, last thing on this, Bob, because you mentioned talking about guys staying on the reservation union-wise, but in your day. Obviously you'd like to think if I'm in that situation I'd say something but when you saw a guy cheating or a teammate doing something he shouldn't be doing was there ever a temptation to go up to him and be like hey man what are you doing or is it just hey each to his own and nothing I can do there
2: Yeah it was it was a tricky situation it's a great question and there were times where you you did want to say something and you might have a private conversation with somebody and usually to be honest with you I found out about guys because their their attitude actually changed I mean the whole Roid rage, rage, like their their actual personality, really. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And so sometimes you'd see signs of that, and it would carry over to their families. And so maybe you'd have that discussion of, "Hey, man, just looks like you know, there's something going on. What's bothering you? It just seems like you're a different guy lately. You know, hey, I'm worried about what's going on with your family. You know, there's some other things going on, not just, hey, man, you're using PEDs. You know, but there's also the team thing of, hey, we need you. You know, you're a valuable guy in this ball club, and we can't afford to have something happen. Now, granted, back in my era, they weren't testing." So, guys were using their. U- wasn't even illegal. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, and it's guys frowned were. Frowned upon, it. but right, allowed. Right. See, so, mo- most of the guys weren't getting caught. They were just using it. Right. And, uh, I you mean, know, it, was, it, was, it was a diff- tricky did situation. Did you have
3: any though. idea how prevalent it really was?
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, you'd see guys show up to spring training, and all of a sudden they had yeah. an extra 40 b- up here. It's, it's just like not natural. A lot of, lot of chicken, a lot
1: of
3: grilled chicken. Exactly. That's a great vitamin
2: nine. program yeah. you're on. Great workout. You know? no. So yeah, we,
3: we all turned a blind eye because it was a lot of fun. It was. Yeah. That's
2: exactly right. And that's why it's a little bit disingenuous you know, at the time when Major League Baseball said, oh, we didn't know this was going on. We knew it was going on. Ownership knew it was going on. Everybody knew that it was going on. The, and we had discussions in it in the Players Association. And you know what stopped us a lot of times? Guys didn't approve of use. The big issue at the time was all the amphetamines that were being used as well. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of guys said, look, if we start testing for the PEDs, we're also going to start getting tested for everything else. And this is what keeps us on the field a lot of times after a long road trip.
3: And has for decades. After extra
2: innings, exactly. And so that was one of the things that prevented the Players Association initially from just saying, yeah, let's go ahead and test for PEDs. Because guys didn't really want them in the game. They knew it was there, but it opened up the Pandora's box for everything else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Padres geeks are saying, uh, will there come a day when we don't ever talk about this? Uh, no. As long as there's hundreds of million-dollar contracts at stake, everyone's going to be looking for a competitive advantage, and however are, you can get and it. And these are the most competitive people on earth.
2: Right. Yeah, they're, they're type A personalities. Personalities. There's a reason they are where they are. No take, question about it. Take
1: whatever it. advantage you can get. So Absolutely. Unfortunately, this isn't the mid-'90s anymore, but it's a conversation, as we're learning from D. Gordon, of all people, that will continue on uh, with no end in sight, I don't think. Uh, Domingo's Padres, presented by T-Mobile, returns this season with the first one on Sunday, May 8th, before the game against the Mets at 1:40, A popular tradition from the late 90s, it's a family-friendly celebration of Hispanic culture, including food and drinks, entertainment, and themed activities. Tickets at Padres.com slash Domingo's Padres. Social hour rolls on. Don't go anywhere. We're back after this.
0: You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park.
1: Yes, it is. Getting you set for that uh, Padres at Dodgers series opener, game one of three. Padres looking to snap a five game losing streak overall and a nine game losing streak to the Dodgers. Three hmm. straight series sweeps dating back to last year. Not good. Uh, during the break, Don SD on Twitter saying, What's highest? The Times Goodell was booed last night, NFL Draft. The week's left for Andy Green. He's going to be here a while, so don't hold your breath. <laughs> or the number of Padres social hour shows before you read one of my tweets. Well, there you go. Question Happy Friday, Don. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, also, I, I didn't re- during the break, I didn't even know we had this or how this guy found this, but we had someone call in to the show and had a question
2: so I Sweet. I
1: didn't even know this was part of the show, but blooper, you were able to get get the call recorded. Yeah. So fire away. Wow.
2: Hey guys,
3: first time in a long time. I can't believe I'm talking to you guys. Is blooper really there? Wow. Yeah,
1: yes, he's here.
0: I just want to say I'm really happy with the way Will Myers and Matt Kemp have been hitting the ball
2: lately. I know it hasn't led to a lot of victories, but it's definitely, I think, an encouraging sign. I'd say right now they should both be all stars. What do you guys think? I'll take your answer off the air.
1: All right, nice. Uh, did you get his name, blooper? Uh Brad from IB. All okay, right, thanks. Uh, for all right, well, for calling in for radio talk uh, show. Uh, now. Yeah, nice. That nice. Uh, I mean, growing up with Mike and the Mad Dog in New York—that's okay. this is awesome for me. Uh, the first time in a long time, <laughs> hilarious. Um, we talked about this yesterday, I guess. That's why he was calling in. Uh, we had Trevor and Dave here, and we got into a whole conversation about which Padres will or should deserve to make the all-star team. And yesterday, Bill Center and Derek Togerson both said, no one's getting in as a starter, that no Padres are getting voted in. I thought maybe if some things break right, trying to be the optimist, but let's be real, probably not. Um, Myers and Kemp, I think those are – they'll be here, I think, on July – what is it, 12th?
2: I yes, think they'll be, July 12th. I
1: think they'll be in all-star uniform. There's,
2: There's a lot of baseball left. I think Will Myers has is, is gotten off to a really nice start. Great to see it also. I mean, that is a guy that the organization – has been banking a lot on. They gave up a lot to get Will Myers, let's be honest. I mean, they gave up Joe Ross, they gave up Trey Turner. Those are two big pieces. Uh, there's a lot of expectations on his shoulders. He's he's healthy this year for the first time in several years, and it's it's a great sign to see him swinging the bat.
3: Yeah, I think whenever Will Myers is healthy, he's going to hit. I yeah. think it's just a natural ability of his. He's getting stronger. He's uh, athletic. If Matt Kemp can uh, keep this up and get through May, I mean that's been a, a bugaboo yeah, of his yeah. for the past few years. But nice uh, word
1: <laughs> use. I love bugaboo <laughs> anytime. <Yeah.
3: laughs> Bear traps. That's one of my bugaboos. Ah, uh, there you go. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I mean <laughs> he's got all star numbers at this point and. If you look at the defensive metrics, they're actually not that bad. And what what
1: helps Matt, too, is is brand recognition. People know his name. He's been around long enough. And we've seen whether for good or for bad in any sport, when fans get to vote – they think of the guy oh i know that name he was good he's been good i yeah. know him he gets the vote over someone that maybe isn't around as long that has better numbers potentially
3: yeah and i think the manager is going to take a san diego guy if it's like 50-50 he's going to take a hometown guy he probably understands what it would mean to the fans at that game so you know gives them a you know i, bit I used to advantage. think that
2: way but i think there's less of that now than they used is to is it really yeah i think it's more They've got to put a roster together to, to win. I mean, we've seen it so many times now where they, they pick. It, the counts unlikely, yeah, now. It, yeah. it counts. Yeah, it counts. I mean, we've seen the unlikely candidates chosen several times, you know, even utility guys now making the all-star teams just because right. the guy has to put a roster together.
3: Well, they take care of their own guys a little too much too, which I totally understand. Right. But, you know. Yeah, why
1: not? I would do the same exact thing. I would thing. too. i got to live with that guy. So any, any more Padres that might make it? The over-under for Padres all-stars is two and a half.
3: I'll take the under.
1: <laughs> take take under. the under? I'm going under. I think I'm going over. I think Fernando Rodney's going to be there. Really? I think Kemp Myers and Rodney. Those are my three. It's going right. to be arrows so, raining man. all over Pepco <laughs> for All Star Fan Fest. It's going to be great. If it's Will yeah, and that would be if wonderful.
3: It's, if it's Will and Fernando, oh yeah. goodness, that would be so delightful. The
1: national media is going to love it. There'll be memes and gifs. It's going to be By awesome. By the way,
3: anybody that's against Rodney, I don't like them. Like, that guy's Whoa, awesome. Oh, flaming hot takes from Mike Grace. <laughs> no, like, okay. He wears Rodney his hat haters. crooked. Like, the guy is fun. Like, you've been around him a little now, right? I yeah, mean, he's no, like a fun, good guy. Like, he's so good-hearted.
2: This is the classic case of you hate the guy when he's on the other team until you get to know him and you understand what he's all about yeah. and you understand his story a little bit more. have a lot of respect for him, actually, now. And I saw him when he was younger, saw the crooked hat, didn't really know the story behind it, the respect that's, you know, honoring his father who was a fisherman and, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. But the other thing that's been really impressive is not just – Look, you have the interaction with him a little bit on the field, and he's fun and all that kind of stuff. But when you talk to players and you and you talk to the, the coaching players staff, players adore him. You find out what they a guy love is him. exactly what he's really about, and he's he's been a big mentor to some of these younger guys. And I've heard nothing but great things. So he's been a nice addition, a nice surprise. Yeah,
1: with absolutely. With some of the other stuff, I think he's, his pitching's back on track. His numbers are going to be good, and you want that kind of fun in an All Star game. Absolutely, I think he'll be there. Uh, let us know again, hashtag Padres SH. Two and a half. That's the number I'm setting. Do you think there will be fewer or more? Pop- I mean, somebody makes All-Star it, but they're on the DL, so
2: they can't really play, but they're on the team. No, that that's,
1: <laughs> that's how you do it on a betting line. Because if I say over-under and I say two, then there can be a push. You've got to have an over-under. or under. So He's
3: not allowed sp- to gamble. I've spent
1: some weekends in Vegas. I know what I'm doing. All right. Yeah, so putting it out there. Let us know what you think. Uh, calling all casual wine drinkers and connoisseurs, Padres Wine Fest, presented by Southwest Airlines, returns this Friday, May 6th, before the Padres take on the Mets at 740. A French Heritage Night in the Wine Fest the same week. That's... Very least, fitting, so really? Sample wines from local and regional wineries while you relax and unwind. Party starts at 5. Get tickets at Padres.com slash party. Michelle Margot is still here. She's going to join us when we come back after this on Padres Social Hour.
0: Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour.
1: We are live in the AMR studio here at Petco Park. As the Padres were up at Chavez Ravine, waiting for that 7-10 first pitch, kicking off their series at the Dodgers. We finally decided here on Social Hour to class this place up a little bit. Us ragamuffins usually hanging around. (laughs) And for that, we bring in Michelle Margot from Fox Sports San Diego, host of Padres POV. Hello, Michelle.
4: Hello, Mike. Thanks for having me. It's
1: a pleasure. Now we have to make sure that you guys are civil, because I hear there's a little rivalry between you and Gracie
3: here that goes back a ways. San Diego State.
4: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I know. I enjoyed college. I, de- oh, <laughs> I definitely went to a couple of San Diego State basketball games when they were not playing USD because USD basketball games weren't as exciting.
3: Or good or... Any of or that, any of that. Yeah. All right, this will not.
1: what is it Toreros and Aztecs? Right? That's right. So Look I'm, at le- you. I'm learning the lingo. Practically here. a San Diegan. Yeah, pretty much. Um, all right, let's move along away from that because <laughs> we'll get into a Syracuse Orange discussion. And I was hoping to get past that with the San Diego fans from earlier. <laughs> so, um, all right, Michelle. For those unfamiliar, what is Padres POV?
4: It is a magazine-style show every Friday night. You should watch tonight after Padres Live, the post-game show. Nice. Um, basically, Padres' point of view. You get to see who the guys are off the field. It's fun. It's really fun. cool
3: to, to get the guys' personalities. It um, is. See them in their everyday lives. you have any secrets? Like, how do you get these guys to kind of open up and be themselves to you? I mean, sometimes that can be tough. These ball players put up that wall. You know, how do you get inside?
4: That's a really good question. Um, smile.
3: Yeah. I, I just that's try to. Help. That's the secret.
1: I
4: mean, smile is a friendly thing. It's a universal language Now, I, I think that they kind of know what they're getting themselves into when they... When they come when on they the sign show, up, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, well, now you know you're, what you're getting yourself into. We wanted to warm you up first because you're actually on the Cholula hot seat, so we wanted to make sure that you weren't going to run away before we put you on it. Um, but no, I mean, that's what I think is the coolest part about the show is that you're seeing these guys and they're smiling. They're the ones having fun because they're doing stuff that isn't the clubhouse scrum or the post game right. interview, which these guys like and they do all the time anyway. But this is something they get to do a little bit. Differently,
4: we try to get them doing something that they like to do. Right. you know, we're not just asking these players to do something that they've never done in their entire life. Like, we try to get to know their interests and try to try to get them to do that stuff. So,
1: have you had a favorite segment so far?
4: Um, I really enjoyed going to Mexico City, and I really think um, Alexei Ramirez opened up. We had breakfast, and um, we're going to show that tonight on Padres POV. Again, you should watch. Um, so I think seeing who he is off the field, he's he's one of those guys that. Um, it's kind of harder to crack, in my opinion, especially in the clubhouse. He's, he's more about baseball. He kind of keeps to himself. And it was interesting to have him open up, talk about his experience, you know, coming from Cuba and why um, why he plays baseball.
1: Uh, my favorite was uh, during, the I think, the season preview where you were doing celebrity crush questions. And oh. Fernando Rodney said you were his. Wow. That's pretty funny. I mean, that's good stuff.
4: It it. It was embarrassing for me.
1: But, <laughs> but I mean, that's the kind of thing that, that your show does. These guys, right. they're making jokes. They're right. actually having some personality as opposed to, you know, we tried our best today. We played 110%. Exactly. Which, you know, you get that stuff out of them. Exactly. Um, the James Shields, the cryo shield you did. I saw that was a really yeah. good segment too. And
4: you know what? I was probably most surprised by that and him and who he is than any other player as well. He was so supportive during that cryo shield segment because i was scared to go into that whole body cryotherapy yeah, tank. you're
1: freezing your body to I like the 200 the degrees below zero yeah i mean the yeah.
4: chamber is scary especially for someone as small as i am and an athletic as i am because it's for <laughs> someone who can really handle you know faster heart rate right. um and he was so supportive i you could kind of tell he's walked his wife through a childbirth or two because he was so <laughs> encouraging and so <laughs> sweet and you know you can do it you can your do Lamaze
1: it breathing in yeah. the cryo chamber right
4: so um that was cool that was cool too because he's another one of those guys that's so serious on the field. I mean, baseball yeah. is his life, and then you see him longboarding around. He's just a totally different guy. So yeah. um, it was interesting to see that.
3: So tell us about the cryo experience. I'm very curious about this. What did it feel like? Did you feel better afterwards? just
1: For anyone who doesn't know, so James Shields owns this store where you basically freeze your body in this full body chamber, and it's supposed to yeah. help accelerate healing and your muscle recovery and all that. So yeah, and that'll there. be
4: on Padres POV tonight as <sighs> well. She's a
1: plugging pro. I'm Jeez. just
4: saying. I'm just saying. We have it all. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's supposed to help. It's like an ice bath, but it's dry, and you're not sitting in it for 30 minutes. It's about three minutes. Yeah. Um, it's, he said that it's helped some of his teammates with insomnia. I did not experience that because I still could not sleep uh, after I did it. But afterwards, you could feel, you know, all of a sudden I was all hot. Like, my body was working so hard to, you know, shiver and keep your body from getting hypothermia. (laughs) That's usually um, a good way to live. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) avoid the hypothermia. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Um, Do you have uh, a dream segment, like something you'd love to do with a player if you had any budget in the world, all the time in the world to pull it off?
4: You know what? This is going to sound ridiculously simple. I think it'd be really cool to go fishing with a player because especially in baseball, there's just this weird correlation between fishing and baseball. A lot of baseball players fish, and to get a guy when he's so relaxed and in his element you just sit there and I think you could get into some deep conversations also maybe Disneyland you know with that Brad Hand picture I was like dang I want to go to Disneyland um (laughs) or if I could switch roles with a player maybe have them do my job because I think they think it's all fun and games and I think they think it's It's, really simple it's it's not yeah to produce Eh, a show eh, to eh, edit a show to to host a show to you know be a sideline reporter too I mean it's 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 more difficult. What would they
3: learn about you when they were interviewing you and and learning all it is, Michelle? What would they find out? What would they tell us about?
4: You know, if they were good at asking questions then they'd find out a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh we'll we'll have
1: to see. I would love to see yeah, like so POV with Fernando Rodney hosting. Like (laughs) that would be that would be People some would watch
4: that a lot more, I'm uh, sure. Ah, <laughs> just for
1: the yeah, for the possibilities, uh, comedically. <laughs> yeah. uh, you mentioned, and last question, then we'll let you go, but the sideline reporting too. So Julie yeah. Alexandria is the main mm-hmm. sideline reporter for uh, Fox Sports San Diego for Padres games, but you jump in once in a while too. You yes, already so have you. one series under your belt. Mm-hmm. What's that shift like from doing your show to doing that when you do?
4: You know, I'm a huge baseball girl. I love baseball, I love the game, I love the analytics. Uh I also love being able to have fun, but I think Saturday reporting is great. It's definitely a change from Padres POV. You know, I kind of get to be myself. Same with the players. You know, they get to be themselves. And then when you're on the field, you're you're really picking apart the game. And to me, that's that's my favorite part.
1: Uh, Padres 360 tweeting in, they've heard amazing things about the cryo centers. Would love to try it. So you recommend it.
4: Uh, you yeah. It. I mean, <laughs> if you're going to do it, go up to Del Mar and go see James Shield. I mean, he – put that place together him and his wife decorated interior interior decorated that place it's it's cool it's really cool it's fun to see for sure
1: well michelle thanks for stopping by one more time in case they didn't hear it when can they see your show
4: pod after the padres live the postgame show every friday night um it should re-air over the weekends as well um but yeah tonight definitely you should watch
1: Awesome, we're in. Well, Michelle, thank you very much for stopping thank by. You. We appreciate, appreciate it. Don't be a stranger, and uh, let the USD and uh, state conversations. I
4: mean, I could really recommence. go into it, but uh, I. And I we'll won't.
1: go to break for that, oh, and that you. will continue uh, off the air. Uncap real flavor with Cholula hot sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. We'll preview this weekend series a little bit when we come back. This is Padres Social Hour.
0: We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store.
1: Welcome back. Thank you again to Michelle Margot from Padres POV for swinging by. And now we're back to the starting lineup here with Bob Scanlon and the Seek getting you ready for tonight's game between the Padres and the Dodgers. I love
2: Michelle's idea of going on a fishing trip with some guys. That's, oh, yeah. that's a great call. Who
1: would, you, who would you go with from this team if you were, if you were the host of the Somebody
2: show? Somebody that knew what they were doing, for sure. I don't know which guy. <laughs> I know Cash. Kno- Cash no, not not guy. The, now, Fish here's guy. the difference. I think Cash is more of a freshwater guy. I don't know if he's a deep-sea guy, but I think it would be fun to go out and you know bring in a Marlin. and.
3: RJ, man, he's the guy. I mean, oh, he, he, has, he does it all. I yeah. mean, I know he's not on the team, but like he right.
1: had an actual outdoor yeah. he's on, TV He's show. on our team. He yeah.
2: shouldn't have this baseball in his hand. He should have a, a fishing pole in his hand right now. Absolutely. There. He probably does at this exact, exact moment. <laughs> True.
1: Um, all right, let's get to uh, today's lineup and that is brought to you by United Airlines, proud partner of the San Diego Padres. Back at this after a day off yesterday. So John Jay again in center field leading off. The red-hot Will Myers, hopefully that day off didn't cool him down. He's at first base, then it's Matt Kemp in right field, Melvin Upton Jr. in left, Derek Norris catching and batting fifth. Alexei Ramirez at short, Adam Rosales at third, Jamal Weeks at second, and Cesar Vargas pitching. As they continue to wait for Corey Spangenberg and Herva Salarte to come back, those guys now running, on some anti-gravity treadmills, we've heard reports, so on their way back. Now we go to the Supercuts head-to-head challenge. I missed doing this yesterday because of the day off and because we've had a really good competition lately. Blooper, with a third straight win oh, two nights ago, wow. is back now in at, back in the lead 7-6. to six. He was down but not out. Who, who beat him last, though? Uh, the last person to beat him was Jordan Carruth. Okay. <laughs> you thought it was you. It was I did think it was me. <laughs> <to be laughs> it was not it was you. <laughs> You're getting ready to pat yourself. Time, back uh, really last was. time you were on, you picked John Jay, and Blooper picked Will Myers. He's picked Will Myers twice in a row, and he's gotten them both in his favor. Uh, today, the pick goes again back to Blooper, so he has the lead and the advantage. Who are you picking first?
3: Will Myers? I can't not pick him. Three he's in a row. Yeah. Why not, wow.
1: right? Wow. Been killing it for me. He's one of uh, – I guess, our guaranteed All-Stars, right, from that call we had earlier? Yeah. So uh, why not? Brad from IB likes up? him. Right, so you like, like him. <laughs> All right, good. So uh, you're, you're back. This is, again, the player who has the most positive impact on the game tonight.
3: Uh, I'm going to go Derek Norris. Uh, day off, hopefully helped him. And uh, he's been hitting the ball hard, I've, I've read. So hopefully that's going to turn into a couple hits. The I hope
1: you're right. highest exit velocity of any Padres uh, regular. So people are thinking that, plus his low BABIP. We're getting into our <laughs> saver metrics here. That's right. But he's primed for a breakout.
3: That's right. Day off, catcher, you know. Scanlon, mm. mm. you, <laughs>
1: you seem so, so modern and so forward-thinking. I love I feel you'd a lot be of that stuff. But but like who
2: cares about the exit velocity? Because he's, ha- he's hitting the ball hard. Don't, don't you, you have to hit the ball you. to start with? I mean, step Ooh, number one, yeah, you've got to hit the ball, solid right? Cl- but you're looking I mean, solid, solid contact. Let's start with some basics, all right? Can't
1: steal first base, the old saying goes. Amen, brother. Preach on. No, but yeah, making solid contact, and it's just not falling. So if those two things go back to the mean. I read about a story that he did with, I think it was Dennis Lynn from the UT, wrote about it and asking Norris about the trade rumors and all that stuff and people harping on his defense, struggling. And it actually hasn't been that bad. Their glaring mistakes are there, but overall he's been better. And he even said, you know, my defense I think frankly has been an improvement and people will really crush him for that because of some of the high-profile pass balls and stuff. But you have to feel for a guy who, like him, who's trying Really hard, you can tell, and the results just aren't there.
2: No, it's a guy that cares. It's not as though he's an offensive catcher who just doesn't give a dang about the defense. You know, he's just going up there and wants to swing. He wants to get better. He's working on it. And, uh, you know, the big surprise for me last year is how many guys that he threw out. Remember, he came over here and he threw out two out of the previous 30 runners (laughs) that had stolen on the previous season. He did a nice job of uh, controlling the running game last year, and the league tested him quite a bit.
3: Yeah, and it's been interesting. He's really been throwing from his knees, and I mean, I, I... don't see him as the guy with the greatest arm, but obviously he's done some research to think that his arm is strong enough that he's saving the time to throw from his knees instead of popping up and throwing. Uh, we've seen him throw out a few guys. Not working so
1: much. I mean, it's happened. It, but it, it worked better in spring training yeah, than it, it has during the season. Not so much but here.
3: I mean, I don't think it's a willy-nilly thing that he's done. I'm, I'm guessing there's been some research on his part into this and a lot of practice. So. It, We'll see if he keeps it up and if he keeps going with that. But, yeah, I mean, like Mike said, if you look at some of the defensive metrics, I think he's a three defensive run saved at this point. And, uh, he's got a plus. You know, you, you don't have a UZR for catchers. but uh, You're
1: going to make Bob throw up again with all these acronyms. You're spitting at him. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> all right, so we have Derek Norris for Mike Grace against Will Myers. Uh, bloopers pick for the third straight game in the Supercuts head-to-head challenge. At Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail, the cut, the lines, the hot towel finish or HTF in the Sabermetric community, so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find the Supercuts near you at supercuts.com. They're analyzing the haircuts analyzing now, Analyzing everything. This is
3: crazy. It's a game changer. It we've really got is. A, we've, sure. got a,
1: we've got a fun little tease video for uh, something we're doing next week that you're not going to want to miss, so don't go anywhere. This is Padres Social Hour. Get ready for
0: every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres
1: Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. We're wrapping things up here, but the Padres are just getting started. It's a Vargas versus Wood 710 up in LA. Uh, Padres360 tweeting in again today uh, during the break. Yeah, hey, Scan, we're with you. Who cares about the exit velocity? It's a it's an empirical way to look at whether you're hitting
2: the ball hard or I don't not. Need a, I don't need a radar gun to tell me if the guy's hitting the ball hard or not. I can I, I, My eyes can tell me, is he making solid contact? Is he getting a good approach on the ball? Whether the ball leaves the bat at 110 miles an hour, 112, is really irrelevant. I, I think every little bit counts. <laughs> I'm
1: disappointed relevant. in you, Bob. If what, it was Randy what? or Bill Center here, I would get it, but I thought you were forward-thinking. I am forward-thinking. Revolutionary.
2: I I, I love the numbers in the game. There's a, there's a time and a place for them, but I think some of it – That's not one of some, them. I, I, yeah, for you, for me, that's yeah. All right. Not high on the list. I'm with you, Mike. Thank you.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> the Mike bread and the scan sandwich can stay off. to that's the side. OK. All that's right. Awesome. I sent out uh, this tweet earlier today. It was a video that I was getting some hubbub. So it's me and Blooper stretching in our gym clothes. This is what you referred to earlier in the show, uh, Mike, about our uh, activity that was going on earlier. And I said, coming soon to Padres Social what, what, Hour. What's
2: with the phone? He's he's stretching and making a phone call. That at the shows same you the time? difference in athleticism. That's just between <laughs> blooper how I get ready the, for things. Yeah, wow. <laughs> always on the phone. A real I figure stretch the
1: hamstrings, you know, get the body warm, and bloopers taking calls like some Hollywood wannabe celeb. Uh, we're not getting to it today. It's sometime next week because we want to get this thing really done. But it's going to be fun. So that was a little teaser. Just know and, and I'm just really know, I'm really good at things. Just
3: really, know that really Blooper, Blooper sold his skills a little high on a certain aspect. Really? That's all you really need to know at this point.
2: It's going to be great. He really thought a, highly a trip of himself. to the cryo center, James Shields. Yeah, let's
1: talk to yeah. James. Yeah. Let's get James the, Shields on the phone. Blooper hamstrings. might need a, a cryo shield. Yeah. He can make me better at things? <laughs> hey, oh, it's Going to take a lot more than one cryo session. Tomorrow at 4:30, Randy Jones and Bill Center, they're on the show together. Oh my. That's a must-see TV. You don't want to miss that. Thanks to uh, Michelle Margot, our caller Brad, Mike and Bob. It's Padres and Dodgers coming up. Let's see if we can get a win for the Pots to talk about tomorrow. Thanks for watching. Padres Social Hour.